wondrous land whose boundaries are that of imagination. Your next stop, 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 stop. 91.5 WMFO, Medford. And a pleasant good morning to you, wherever you may be, however you may be listening. This is indeed the Shukri Wright Show at 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford, Tuskegee Farm Radio, streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app and globally on WMFO.org, wherever you may be, however you may be listening. Thank you for making the show part of your Wednesday morning as we are here with you live for only an hour today until 11 a.m. Eastern Time right here on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. Tusfee Farm Radio. Glad you're able to um, tune in and make this program part of your Wednesday morning as it is Wednesday, March 8th, 2023. It's a big day. It's a big day in sports. And for this reason that I'm going to start the show talking about. And it's the reason that I'm of the belief when I said that March was the best month of the year for sports I meant it but today you get a little bit of a little extra mustard on your hot dog a little extra chocolate on your sundae or a little extra barbecue on that chicken that you're grilling on your on your grill depending on where you are listening to the program but today today marks in my humble opinion, the return of a lost love. And that is the World Baseball Classic. It started last night in earnest. But not many people stayed up late last night for an 11 p.m. first pitch to watch the game in which that it was, it was an outstanding game. But... 11 p.m., that happened for good reason, because of the time difference. But <laughs> last night was, was, it was just truly amazing. I mean, my goodness. I think about how much we've missed the World Baseball Classic over the last six years. I mean, last night's game between Panama and Chinese Taipei was a pretty darn good game. But obviously, when you, ha- when you have highlight reel catches that take place in the midst of that game, it catches everybody's attention, especially for the world that's watching. And let's just say that Sung Che Chang didn't think that when he hit a pitch 
the 1-0 count in the bottom of the fifth inning for Chinese Taipei that it was going to get caught. Nobody did. But instead, <laughs> instead, Luis Castillo had a whole different idea in mind. This is what it sounded like last night on FS1. Here's the call. The ball is charged in the air to right field. Given a chase is Castillo. And oh, he collides with Ramos. And he hangs on out in right center, I believe. Racing all the way around. Some to jump. And fans going crazy here. But that's an out. I mean, that collision was nasty, but thankfully, Castillo was okay. But man, when I tell you, that catch made me stand up and say, you know what? That's one hell of a play. That was one hell of a play. So the World Baseball Classic started last night in earnest between Panama and Chinese Tape. And right now, as we speak, as we're live on the air, it continues on with more games and matchups today in which Panama as Panama is well ahead of on Chinese Tape 12 to 5 in the top of the ninth inning. But the reason why this is the best time of year, especially why this is a big day in sports, is because one, as I mentioned, the World Baseball Classic started last night and it continues live as we speak right now. And then also later tonight, you have Australia and Korea playing game one in in pool play. And as well as uh, Panama taking on the Netherlands as well at 11 p.m. Eastern tonight. Also, the Celtics, they're back. They're back home and they're taking on Portland tonight. As I was preparing to do today's show, I was thinking... Instead of just leading directly into the Celtics, I want to start off on a bit more of a positive, wider spectrum, talk about why today is a big day for sports. The World Baseball Classic is back for the first time since 2017. Remember, the World Baseball Classic was supposed to initially return in 2021, but no one knew it at the time, but the world would be on its knees thanks to a global pandemic, which led to the postponement of the World Baseball Classic for by two years. And now that it's back, you also got the NBA in its final pole stretch of the season. This is where things get dicey. This is where things get interesting. And for the Boston Celtics, things have certainly gotten very interesting over the last week. I made a video last um on Monday evening in which following the Celtics 118 to 114 loss to the Cleveland Cavaliers in which they blew a 14 point lead in the fourth quarter and I said it in the video at the time that I wasn't going to go off I wasn't going to go on a on an epic rant or anything like that in the video I came to the realization that there are some major questions that needs to be asked and only time will we get these answers. Because right now, I don't even have the answer. First things first. 
Why is Joe Mazzulla so afraid to call a timeout? You see, earlier in the season, and obviously the, the Celtics were rolling earlier in the season, Joe Mazzulla said that he likes to let the players, you know, figure things out on the court instead of calling timeouts as his way of saying that he trusts the guys. And I'm like, okay, fine. But there will come a point where you need to know when to call a timeout. You need to know when to step in and say, hey, this isn't working, or hey, this is some adjustments that we're going to implement, although what we're doing right now is working. But here's the problem that I now have with Joe Mazzulla. It's the timeouts. It's the timeout management. The problem that I have is that when you don't know when to use your timeouts or how to use your timeouts, you run into issues. That's the first issue. And then when you get to the playoffs, these critical mistakes that are happening now by the head coach are the kind of mistakes that can actually cost you games and in worst cases cost you playoff series. And that's exactly why this is something that needs to be talked about now. If you want to have a conversation about this, the phone lines are open at 855-915-WMFO. 855-915-9636 is the number to call in. Issue number two that I have. Jason Tatum. I have a problem with Jason Tatum right now. My issue with Jason Tatum boils down to the fact that I have question marks surrounding his ability to elevate his game in crunch time. And I'm not just talking specifically in terms of Monday, which he obviously didn't play. But I'm talking about when you get into the fourth quarter and big plays need to be made and you're not making those plays, what's the problem? Because, ladies and gentlemen, this is not just an isolated incident. Hell, this goes back to the NBA Finals last year. And then there were in certain spots during this season that Tatum came up small in big moments. And that is something that you as a Celtics fan, you have to ask. You have to ask those, those critical questions. And those critical questions include what's up with Jason Tatum in these big spots? Because in the NBA, it's all about the stars, right? But it's also all about the stars being able to step up and perform in the big moments. Tatum has struggled in those big moments more times than not. Has he had some moments where he succeeded? Yes. But the problem is he has failed and he has shrunk in those moments more times than than he has succeeded. Which now leads me to ask the following question. Why? Why? I don't know what, what it is. 
Is it a mental makeup or is it the fact that he is not comfortable where he is, especially in in those big moments? Because let's be honest, Tatum is looked upon as a superstar and rightfully so. But superstars are asked to show up and show out in big moments. Can you trust Jason Tatum to be able to do that in big moments? In which, by the way, the NBA playoffs are a little more than a month away. In which, if the Celtics are going to have any legitimate chance of winning an NBA title, you need Jason Tatum to absolutely step up and step up in those big critical moments. You cannot afford your superstar to shrink when the light or the lights shine the brightest. It cannot happen. And then number three, the third question that I have. The first question I asked was Joe Muzula, his inability to utilize his timeouts in critical moments. The second question, which I just went over, Jason Tatum, him shrinking in the biggest of moments late in games. The third question is not just limited to just Joe Mazzula or Jason Tatum or one player in the Celtics, but rather a team-wide issue. And the team-wide issue that I have is, why is it that it just seems to me that that fear of losing and the willingness of Coach Joe Mazzula to light a fire in the collective asses of the Celtics lacking this season. Why? Because, ladies and gentlemen, the one thing, and I mentioned this on Monday night on my video that I posted on Twitter and on TikTok, post-Celtics game against the Cavaliers, the one credit that I do give former head coach Emi Odoka is the fact that he was not afraid to rip into guys. He knew when to do it. He knew when to step back. He knew when to get on guys' asses. He knew what buttons to push when and where. I haven't seen that from Joe Mazzula. I haven't seen him push guys like Tatum, Smart, I saw a little bit of him going after Grant Williams during the game on Monday night. But you haven't heard or seen any of the the email Doka-like moments where he really aired out what needed to be said. Now, I'm not asking Joe Mazzula to be email Doka. That's not what I'm asking. What I'm asking is where is... That sense of urgency, which I have not seen in this stretch. Because let me remind you in the last three games, the Celtics blew a 28-point lead against the Nets, lost. The Celtics blew a 14-point lead against the New York Knicks, lost in overtime. They blew a 14-point lead against the Cavaliers, lost in overtime. I don't see a sense of urgency with this Boston Celtics team. And that doesn't bode well 
for a team that's now in a hotly contested Eastern Conference with the likes of the Milwaukee Bucks, who are absolutely on fire. They are world beaters right now. And if the NBA playoffs were to begin tomorrow, how do you feel about the Celtics' chances? Whether it be against the Knicks or the Sixers, but you catch my drift. Where's your confidence level? Not very high. Now, they do have a game tonight at TD Garden against the Portland Trailblazers. And what I would say is, no doubtedly, the biggest game of the second half so far for the Boston Celtics. Because, let's be honest, they are lacking in the swagger department. Jalen Brown said it best that we need to get back our swagger because they they have none right now. And I wonder this. If the Celtics were to get to a a double-digit point lead against the Trailblazers tonight, what's your confidence level in regards to the Boston Celtics and their ability to close it out? Given what we have seen the last three games, be honest. Phone lines are open at 855-915-WMFO. 855-915-9636 is the number to call in. We've hit a music break. And we are going to go on break in just a few moments. We're coming up next on the other side of the break. I got some thoughts on an NFL story that has now really rubbed me the wrong way. I want to tell you exactly what that is. Coming up next on the other side of the break, you are listening to the Shukri Wright Show. And this is Shukri Wright. You are listening to 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford, Tufts, Freeform Radio. To some people, the sound of a baby babbling doesn't mean much. But that's not necessarily true. By six months, they're combining vowels and consonants. By nine months, they're trying out different kinds of sounds. And by 12 months, their babbling is beginning to take on some meaning especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Early screening and intervention can make a lifetime of difference and unlock a world of possibilities. Take the first step at AutismSpeaks.org. A public service announcement brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. When you're high, you feel different. You think different, you talk different, you draw different, you listen to music different, but you probably knew that. Problem is, you also drive different, and not in a good way. That's why driving high is illegal everywhere. So if you're high, just don't drive. Make a plan to get a sober ride. Because if you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.
Welcome back to the Shukri Wright Show on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford's Us Free Farm Radio, streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app and globally on WMFO.org. Number to call in is 855-915-WMFO, 855-915-9636 is the number to call in. As we are here with you live until 11 a.m. Eastern this morning, abbreviated show today, but nonetheless happy to be here with you in studio to do this program in which... There's a story that I've been paying attention to also casually. But this morning, I watched a a lengthy discussion on this particular matter, which I'm about to tell you what it is in just a moment, about Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson, in which right now the Baltimore Ravens are doing what I like to call the classic we don't need you 
we can do bad by ourselves. Which I sincerely do not understand for the life of me. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, wasn't it that long ago that Lamar Jackson won the NFL MVP? I mean, he won the MVP in 2019. I mean, right now you could make a case that he is legitimately one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I mean, he is. The Ravens have asked him to do an awful lot, and he's done every single thing. There was questions on whether Lamar Jackson could win a playoff game. He won a playoff game. There was questions whether if Lamar Jackson could evolve as a quarterback and become more of a pocket passer. In more ways, I believe that he has. There's no questioning Lamar Jackson's ability to lead as a quarterback in this league, especially with the Ravens. So what I would like to understand is why are the Ravens so unwilling to bring Lamar Jackson back as their franchise quarterback? I don't I don't get it. I could sit here and ramble off the stats on what he's accomplished and what he's done and what he hasn't done. But the fact of the matter is is that you're willing to move quickly from a guy who by far is your best quarterback that you have ever had. Because let's be honest, the Baltimore Ravens are not known for having high-quality franchise-leading quarterbacks. And that's no disrespect to Joe Flacco or to Steve McNair once upon a time um, when he was down in, in, in Baltimore and so forth. That's no disrespect to those guys at all. But why are you so fast in moving on from Lamar Jackson? Is it because he's asking to get paid like an elite quarterback? As a matter of fact, he should be. I mean, heck, we all just saw Giants quarterback Daniel Jones get paid $40 million per year. Four-year, $160 million contract um, that he just received from the New York Giants. If Daniel Jones, who up until this point has been an average quarterback, he hasn't been horrible, at least last season he wasn't horrible, he hasn't been great, he was eh, teetering on good, but he's okay if he can get $40 million per season, I guarantee you Lamar Jackson's worth at least 50. Lamar Jackson is worth more than what Daniel Jones is getting. And the Giants, well, by the way, who were a playoff team just this past season, they were a playoff team not because of the quarterback. I hate to break it to you. It was because of the play of Saquon Barkley, who was healthy for the first time in, what, three years? So the point that I'm making is this. Lamar Jackson, in terms of what he's been able to do, he has shown you that he's the guy. He's been showing you that. There's, there shouldn't even be any questions as to whether is he the guy in Baltimore or not. What I'd like to know and have a better understanding is this. 
How did things get so bad between management and the player that teams, there are some teams that are interested in Lamar Jackson that are knocking on the door of his services. If you got thoughts on this topic, you can call into the program at 855-915-WMFO, 855-915-9626. How did it get this bad? Because Lamar Jackson has not been unprofessional. He hasn't been out of pocket. He hasn't been, like, putrid. He's done everything he's been asked to do. Hell, there were people that were doubting him when he first got drafted into the league saying, well, he should convert to being a wide receiver. Oh, did he ever prove them wrong? So why are you so fast in wanting to move on from Lamar Jackson in which, if we're being completely honest, you don't have a next franchise quarterback lined up on your roster right now. And in a 2023 NFL draft, it's not a very strong draft for quarterbacks. It's not. It's not. And there's maybe two top QBs that are going to go within the top 10, and that's it after that. If you want a quarterback, you're going to have to wait until the second round because they're not first-round draft talent quarterbacks. So if you're the Baltimore Ravens, you got to be very careful. And I mean very careful. Because the grass isn't necessarily greener on the other side. This isn't the old days of build with your defense, invest in your secondary, and just have a serviceable quarterback that's going to help you manage the game. Those days are gone. There was a reason why they moved on from Joe Flacco. There was a reason why in today's NFL, you need a legitimate powerhouse quarterback. Lamar is that guy. It's a shame that he got injured and didn't play in the final, the final what, six games or so of the regular season? It's a shame, yes. But you need Lamar Jackson long term. And I think it would be a colossal mistake if the, if the Baltimore Ravens allow him to go elsewhere. Unless you're willing to signal to the organization and the fan base, we're going to go into a full-blown rebuild, which I don't think this is. We have seen contract negotiations get nasty, a little nerve-wracking, But what's going on in Baltimore between the Ravens and Lamar Jackson basically teeters on downright disrespectful. And that is the problem that I have, ladies and gentlemen. When you disrespect your franchise player, don't expect them to come back with you or to you with warm graces. It's basically an abusive relationship. This is exactly what this is. The Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson are playing out what I like to call an abusive relationship. Emotionally abusive. Will disrespect you in the open or even behind closed doors. But it's in the open now that the media basically knows 
a good amount of the detail of what's going on between the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. And at the end of the day, when you're about to go to bed at night, you're just like, listen, let's just make up. I'm sorry. And then you return back to the same cycle again the very next day, except even worse. That in itself is something that cannot possibly sit well with Lamar Jackson himself. And I'm sure it doesn't. And I'm sure Lamar Jackson is thinking to himself, you know what? F that. F that. Why do I even want to bother to come back? Why should I? You've already shown me that you don't want me back. All right. So I'm going to take my bags. I'm going to take my talents and go elsewhere. Maybe a team that needs a quarterback really should be begging for Lamar Jackson. Maybe a team like the New York Jets or the Miami Dolphins, if Tua Tagovailoa isn't fully back healthy by the time um, training camp begins, or any other team in the NFL that needs a quarterback, like the Las Vegas Raiders, for example, who just essentially allowed Derek Carr to walk out the door who just signed with the New Orleans Saints. Teams should be lining up clamoring for Lamar Jackson's services. There are some teams that are interested, but the vast majority of them will say, ah, nah, I'm good. I'm all set. Thanks. I find that to be problematic. Phone lines are open at 855-915-WMFO. 855-915-9636 is the number to call in to the show. As NFL, it never ceases to amaze me. It never, it never ceases to amaze me. In fact, if anything else, I do have this particular thought in terms of this upcoming offseason when free agency begins. I do have this belief in which that once you see what happens with either Lamar and or Aaron Rodgers, that teams are going to be looking for an ideal number as to how much money are they willing to invest in a QB. Unless if you're the New York Jets, you are publicly making it known that you are 100% courting or dating Aaron Rodgers. And if the Jets somehow fumble that, which I'm actually expecting them to fumble that so one way or the other, Lamar Jackson should be their, their plan B. But once the NFL free agency really gets rolling, which I am, like, excited for, I want to see what the quarterback market is going to look like. But him getting the non-exclusive franchise tag, it's pretty gross. It's it's an absolute slap in the face and knee to the balls type of move by the Baltimore Ravens. They're saying that they're hoping to keep Lamar Jackson in Baltimore for another year. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Lamar is going to go talk to other teams. And I don't blame him whatsoever. But we are going to take another break here on the Sugar Red Show 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. 
Coming up next, I wonder why people are absolutely complaining and griping over this whole new pitch clock thing. I don't get it. So I'm going to sit here and share with you why I think it's a great thing for baseball. That and much more coming up next here on the Shukri Wright Show on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford, South Street Farm Radio. When you're high, you feel different. You think different, you talk different, you draw different, you listen to music different, but you probably knew that. Problem is, you also drive different, and not in a good way. That's why driving high is illegal everywhere. So if you're high, just don't drive. Make a plan to get a sober ride. Because if you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Dr. Lester Grinspoon, Associate Professor Emeritus of Psychiatry at the Harvard Medical School. Back in 1966, concerned that so many young people were harming themselves through the use of marijuana, I began to review the medical and scientific literature to help clarify the nature of this harmfulness. Much to my surprise, I discovered that it was a substance remarkably free of toxicity. In fact, it is far safer than any pharmaceutical or recreational drug. There is no record of a single overdose death from its recreational or medicinal use. Marijuana is one of the most studied substances. I believe that it is high time that this country reconsider its stance on cannabis. Them legalize marijuana.
Welcome back to the Shukri Wright Show, 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. Touch Free Farm Radio, streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app and globally on WMFO.org. The number to call on is 855-915-WMFO. 855-915-9636 is the number to call in to the show as... I've had a lot of time to think over the last week since I was last on the air. And one topic I don't remember really spending a whole lot of time talking about was the new rules in baseball in 2023, which includes the pitch clock. If you've watched any spring training game so far, this spring training, you have noticed it. It's there. It's on the broadcast. It's talked about in the broadcast. It's going to be a thing, especially when the regular season gets underway in exactly 22 days until opening day. The pitch clock. How do you feel about it? Do you like it or do you hate it? Personally, I like it. And before I give you my reasons why I like the new pitch clock, let me remind all of you that change is not always easy, but sometimes it is absolutely necessary. And change could be a very hard thing to embrace, especially when you've been used to a certain particular way for a very long time and now something entirely new and different comes along and you're like, no, no, you're going to ruin it. No, no, no. That's the nature of human beings, unfortunately, who are not open to change. And you're seeing it in baseball fans. You see it in baseball fans who grew up watching the sport one particular way and said, you know what, this is how it is, and this is how it's always going to be. And that's not always the case. So baseball realized we have a problem. We need to do something about this. Here comes the pitch clock. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know how many of you pay attention to the time of game in baseball, like how long the game lasts and so forth. But there has been a noticeable difference in baseball in terms of the time of games across the spring training games in both the Cactus League and the Grapefruit League. And that's exactly where I want to start as to why I am in huge favor of the pitch clock. The reason is because Number one, I don't want to see a nine-inning game go nearly four hours. I, once upon a time, was as old school as it got when it came to baseball. No, don't increase the size of the base pass. I'm actually okay with it now. Oh, no, don't don't add the, the, the uh, you know, don't add the the, the pitch clock. To the game, it's gonna ruin it. No, it's actually helping it. Especially those of you that have been complaining about how this 
game has gotten too long, no action, taking away the interest of the casual fan who are like, you know what, screw this, I can find better things to do with my time. There's action, there's pace, there's movement, there's things that are constantly happening. Whereas, if you are a hardcore baseball fan and you're watching the game at home, you could go and leave your couch from the first pitch, go in your kitchen, make you a sandwich, or fry you up some food, and grab you a root beer or whatever drink you choose to, to consume and come back before they've thrown the second pitch. Between the, the batters having their own little routine, whether they're adjusting the gloves or tapping the spikes or with their bats or, you know, chatting up with the umpire, you know, walking around, you know, hmm, I'm just going to go for a stroll around home plate and just make my way back. Like, between all of that and now... It's strike one, get the ball back, get your ass in the batter's box, one feet in the box, let's go. You got to be ready to face the pitcher by a certain time. Let's get it moving. And if you're not ready, strike one! Good. Get ready. Focus. And the ones that are complaining, about, oh, this is stupid. Oh, my gosh. Hey, don't be mad because... The batter at that moment in time could not adhere to the rule or they had a mental lapse or they forgot that this was a thing now. That's on them. That's 100% on them. Don't be mad at the players. Don't be mad at Major League Baseball and, 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 and Commissioner Manfred. I, at one point, once upon a time, hated Manfred. I still do. I still hate Manfred. But I think he got he got it right with this one. Because, again, the game is dying. You need to speed up the pace. Will this entirely solve all of the problems that baseball has? No. Will it make it interesting? Yes, it will help make it interesting again. A game that will end in two and a half hours? Absolutely. That's the average time that an NHL game... You know, it takes, especially when it's played in regulation during the regular season. Stanley Cup playoffs, different story. But to get the point, the point is, is that you get to the ballpark, you sit in your seats, wherever you're sitting, especially if you're sitting in the expensive ones. At least you, you sit there, you enjoy the game, two and a half hours or two hours and 40 minutes. All right, time to go home. Strike! Great. Go home. Oh, wait. The game's over. Yeah, game's over. Go home. Oh, I can get with this now. Listen, the only time that I would be a little worried and to see how truly effective this is is when the Yankees and Red Sox play each other. I'm serious. Because those games are notorious for going four hours. I was at a number of Red Sox and Yankee games at Fenway Park last season. And as well in, during the 2021 regular season. Those games were long. I mean, long. Laborious, if you will. Baseball fans in 2023. I acknowledge the fact 
They don't have the patience of baseball fans maybe 20 years ago, hell, even 25 years ago. That patience is gone. I just want to be able to go get my food, come back to my seat, and be able to enjoy a game that doesn't feel like it's coming to a standstill. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Get in, enjoy, and now go home. That's the way baseball should be now. But as far as this upcoming season, it's definitely going to be different for everybody involved. The pitchers in particular, the hitters for sure. I'm sure they're going through it right now. I mean, I'm sure many of you remember Manny Machado basically whining, complaining about how how he had a strike call out here because he wasn't set in the batter's box by the time the clock got to eight seconds or something like that. Like, hey, this is the rules now. Come on, let's go. It's an adjustment period right now for baseball. But I do think, and I mean this sincerely, by the time we get to the end of April or maybe early May, I think a lot of the complaints will die down. And the only ones left complaining will be the ones that are that are like, I hate the new time clock. It's it's killing the sport. Wow. I mean, that's on them. But the time clock is absolutely good and is absolutely necessary for baseball. So, with that being said, I am in favor of it. This is going to help the game. It's going to help the game improve exponentially. So, we are going to go on another music break. And coming up next, final thoughts here in the Sugar Ride Show 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. This is Sugar Ride You're listening to 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford, Tusk Free Farm Radio.
Welcome back to the Sugar Right Show on 91.5 FM WMFO and Medford Touch Freeform Radio, streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app and globally on WMFO.org. Coming up next after this show is Dance Music Express. And what do we have on deck today? I'm going to usually do my uh, pre-noontime workout. I, I made one last night, but I really didn't like it. I, listen, I review my stuff before I come in on the way Which in. is fair. You know, yeah, and I just, I said, you know, so I pulled up something I did a while ago, which kind of kicks. So. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you're going through, like, the playlist that you create prior to coming in to mm-hmm. do the show, like, what are some things that you're looking to add and subtract based on, like, your style of, like, well, style of, like, choice in setting things up? Well, basically, I like to spin, like, you know... I, Top forty funk soul mm-hmm. disco back in the day, you know, and so I do when I do my pre noon time workout. What I do is, I, I average my beats per minute. A lot of people maybe don't understand that, but we watch yeah. beats per minute, one twenty to one thirty one. But I kind of average them out, you know, one twenty eight. That's mm-hmm. usually where the workout stuff is. But I start them out, you know, one twenties. I work them in, you know, and then I gradually get up to during midpoint, like one twenty. You know, 128 to 131, and then I bring them back down a little bit, you know. Absolutely. I always send them home a little bit warm, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and that's usually the best. But real quick, final thoughts here on the Shukri Right Show on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. So it's now March 8th, and and I, and as a, and if you case you may have forgotten, time is changing officially this weekend on Sunday. So that means we have an extra hour of daylight. Yay! Except one problem, your mornings will uh, start off a little dark, you know, like it was last uh, November. <laughs> so, on a positive note, time moves forward an hour this Sunday, which means we're getting also closer to real spring, which I am ready for. And also, now we know when the Stanley Cup playoffs are slated to begin. It is Monday, April 17th. So, if you're a Bruins fan... You, you definitely should have that date circled on your calendar. The, the regular season ends April 13th, so we got just a, a shade over a month left of the regular season. But now beginning on Thursday is where the gauntlet of the schedule really kicks in, where the Bruins will be playing either every other night or they're playing back-to-backs. They have four back-to-backs between this weekend and the weekend of April 9th. So basically, every weekend, Saturday and Sundays, from here on out, they're going to be playing on Saturday and Sunday back-to-backs, basically. That's that's the nature of the schedule for the Boston Bruins, but this time around where things are going to get real interesting. It's already been an incredible season, and we don't know what the final month of the regular season will bring. We do hope that Taylor Hall will um, will be okay Jim Montgomery did express that he is hopeful that it isn't too serious, although Taylor Hall has been put on LTIR, which is part of the reason why they went out and they got Tyler Bertuzzi from the Detroit Red Wings. So it's going to be interesting to see how it all unfolds as the Bruins return to action tomorrow night against the Edmonton Oilers, which, by the way, that game is exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. It's not on Nesson. It is on ESPN Plus tomorrow night. And that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Shukri Wright Show on 91.5 FMW MFO in Medford. This is Shukri Wright saying so long until next week. Coming up next, it is 
Dance Music Express, and what we have here. I think we're going to start off with Pitbull. What do you think about that? Oh, I love I that. It all in, fact, up. in fact, I'm a big Pitbull fan myself. So you know, and I'm kind of liking when you like take me right into this. You give me a little like minute break, which you can start off my show. This is really happening. I'm liking this. You know, I, I appreciate it. Thank <laughs> you. Like I like to, I like to have a a bit of a smooth transition as we're going to get this transition started now. Pitbull, feel this moment. Kicks off the Dance Music Express here on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. Ask for money and get advice. 